It's said that your real life begins where your comfort zone ends. Well, it's about to get real as we have radically authentic conversations to help you thrive in your personal and professional life while navigating the twists and turns of being human. Buckle up, because this might get uncomfortable. Starts right now with Whitney Lordson. Today's episode, for me at least, is going to feel like a virtual trick-or-treat experience. Not, I mean, I guess that definition isn't quite accurate. What I'm going to share is my trick-or-treat-like experience that I had while going to two trade shows in September 2023 on the East Coast while I've been traveling. And the reason it feels like trick-or-treat is because when I attend these trade shows as a member of the press and by media, content creators like myself, we all kind of fall into the press category. Companies can be very generous in giving products to sample, whether they're tiny little trick-or-treat size samples or they're full-size samples. And I've been going to these trade shows since I think 2010. I have documented many of them back in the day on Ego Vegan Gal, on YouTube, on blogs, and then over time started doing summaries of them over here on the podcast. For a while, I had a separate podcast called This Hits the Spot, which you can still listen to, but I haven't gone back to updating it. It's something that I've gone back and forth in my head about wanting to keep it going. I really enjoy trying new products and reviewing them. I have been doing a good number of video content, actually, which might surprise you because if you have paid much attention to the work I've done over the last few years. I stepped away from social media for the most part. I've barely done anything on YouTube since 2020, I think. And it just wasn't resonating with me as much as podcasting. But my exception to that has been dabbling in TikTok a few years ago. And then this year in 2023, I actually did a lot of content on Amazon. I have been an Amazon influencer with what they call a shop page, which is essentially a page where I can list all my Amazon product reviews. And in early 2023, they announced this TikTok-like, essentially, you can scroll through Amazon videos much like you can scroll through videos on TikTok. They're short videos, often 15 seconds long, sometimes a little longer. And I made a bunch of product review videos there, enjoyed it immensely. So I found myself contributing more and more video content to Amazon. And I think the reason, even though ethically, I feel torn with Amazon, and I certainly don't want to promote too much consumerism. And I think it's important to mention that at the beginning of an episode like this, like where does this fall on the scale of the environment, on the scale of wellness, on the scale of really reflecting on our values? I think that's why it's been tricky for me over the last few years to make decisions about making content about product reviews is that I don't want people to feel like they need something and they have to spend money to get it. I don't want people to overly purchase things that lead to a lot of waste. However, I find delight in trying new things. The novelty is exciting. Having been vegan for 20 years, seeing product developments happen over time is very exciting because 20 years ago, we barely had any options in the grocery store. Now we have an abundance. And the reason why I think Amazon, a lot of the pros outweigh the cons is that it's extremely convenient. You can find great prices. You can support all sorts of businesses and it's accessible to the average person. And my philosophy on things like this have shifted a lot over time as I've paid more attention to diversity, equity, and inclusion, for example, which is something I'm going to address in the video or in this podcast episode. There is going to be a video component one day of this. I'm recording this with video within the Beyond Measure community at the moment. And yeah, this episode will contain some points about DEI initiatives in the plant-based and the natural wellness spaces. Anyways, I bring up DEI because I think it's important to remember that a huge element of mental health is meeting people where they're at. 
and helping people make easier decisions that don't overwhelm them because a great majority of people are already very overwhelmed. And sometimes driving to a store is overwhelming. Sometimes shopping a small business is not within someone's financial means. And I think what Amazon has done in a positive way is made it less expensive, made it faster, allowed somebody to make a purchase, have it delivered to them. Certainly when I had COVID, I was extremely grateful for Amazon because I didn't want to leave the house. A, I was feeling really sick and B, I put myself in a five-day quarantine. So leaving the house was not a reasonable option that I was willing to make. Anyways, I don't mean to go on a whole tangent about Amazon, but I do want to be transparent with you about the fact that I do videos, reviews there. And I also will use Amazon affiliate links for products that are mentioned here today. If you would like to see a full list of the products I mentioned today, there will be a blog post component on wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. There's a blog post for a good, at least half of the episodes I do. I switched to doing one episode without a blog post and one episode with. I've explained that a while back. I won't get into that now, but if you're ever wondering where a blog post is, they're not for every single episode of the show, but for episodes like this, you'll have visuals, you'll have links, there'll be details, and I will share a good amount of information about the trade shows I attended and the trick-or-treating experience that I had there. So with no further ado, let's get into the subject. I also want to mention that because I'm recording this live within the Beyond Measure community, which is a private community I run that centers around mental health and connection and developing relationships with people that listen to the podcast and are interested in health and wellness and well-being. That is free and open to join for anyone. You can come join these live episodes and I record them. And there are some people watching live and commenting. So I will keep an eye out for their commentary. That's one of the features of making this interactive is that people can ask questions and be able to contribute as I am recording. I'm going to do a screen share, which when this video is more publicly available beyond measure, it'll hopefully be up on YouTube one day where you can watch it. And I will find a selection of these photos that I'm going to share today to put into the blog post. So I'm going to walk through my experiences from these two trade shows. And the first one I went to is called Plant-Based World. And I actually want to switch over to their website for a moment. It is a relatively new trade show. I think maybe this was the third year they did it. It was my first time attending it. And this is specifically Plant-Based World Expo in North America. It was held at the Javits Center in New York City. And it's a small trade show relative to the second one I'm going to talk about today called the Natural Products Expo. And it serves plant-based businesses or at least companies that offer plant-based products. I'm not sure if the company has to be exclusively plant-based or vegan, but they've featured all these different categories of baked goods and beverages and frozen foods and plant-based cheeses, dairy products, protein, snacks. And I'm going to go over some of the highlights, but I'm going to start with my little journey in New York City. So part of the fun here is that I just love going to New York. It's truly one of my favorite places to visit. So I began my day before the Javits Center at this little cafe called Cafe Grumpy because I had a free gift card to it that has been sitting in my life for years. And I finally went there. I got this oat milk latte. It was really lovely. And it was not a grumpy experience. They were actually very nice there. Then I got on the subway, which is also one of my favorite things to do when I visit New York is to take public transportation. I actually took a train to Grand Central Station from one destination to there and then took the subway over to the Javits Center and spotted all sorts of people. Like I want to take a picture of I don't even know. This isn't really representative of it, but there was this woman wearing this really cool outfit and cute couples and just like noticing the whole New York experience. Then I made it to the Javits Center, which if you've never been to is a ginormous convention center, I suppose. I've been there before for other events and it's a really cool place that Plant-Based World Expo had a small section of it. And the whole aim of this expo is to discover the next wave of plant-based 
items. So took down this little escalator, passed by some cool signage for plant-based seafood options and omega-3, which I, I did not happen to try whatever product this was for. And it was set up very similar to other trade shows I've been to. It was very impressive, very professionally done. They even had a wellness lounge there that you could go into if you were a member of the Plant-Based Food Association, which plays a big role in this event. And I walked around and ran into all different types of people. One of my favorite companies that I discovered there is called My Forest Foods. They make a product called My Bacon, which is not only vegan, but gluten-free, soy-free, and it's made from mushrooms. Really delicious. I am always curious about plant-based bacons. I love smoky flavor and really enjoyed this. It was quite salty, but aside from that, the texture was fantastic. I would 100% buy this again. Another product I would buy again in a heartbeat and have been really enjoying ever since I went to this expo is called Fabalish. It is a kind of a high price point, vegan and organic mayo. I've seen it in stores and I think it might be $8 or something. So I haven't bought it, but now that I've tried it, I will be buying this whenever I need mayo. It is so good. The ingredients are wonderful. They also have a chipotle mayo, which is fantastic if you like that flavor. A ranch that was so good. They are really nice people there too. This is something I pay close attention to when I go to trade shows is not just is the product good, but are the people nice? That's really important to me. I also really like that Fabulish comes in glass jars, so you can reuse them if you'd like. There's less packaging and plastic involved just overall wonderful experience. There was some pretty good soft serve from kind of a random company. I think they were selling their flavors. <laughs> there was a variety of different vegan seafoods. I tried Jinka, plant-based tuna, and their calamari actually was quite nice. This chocolate from a brand called Seventh Heaven was really nice. They were also at the Natural Products Expo, which I'm going to talk about in a bit gigantic bars. They make these kind of like equivalent to a Snickers, I suppose. They call them Storta sweet, so they're not overly sweet. I really liked their packaging, the texture of this. Some of these pictures that I'm sharing right now are not the right orientation, but there was a variety of different cheeses there, like this feta I tried from a company. I think it's called Plant Ahead. Oh, this was really exciting. If you've heard of QP Mayo, which I believe is a Japanese product, they make a really specialized mayo, quite different from Fabulish, and they just announced a vegan mayo. They have had it in some countries. I remember years ago, my friend brought some back from Australia, I think maybe in Japan, perhaps Australia as well. They had this mayo that happened to be vegan, but now they're coming out with it like prominently vegan. Right now, it's just for food service, which I did find disappointing. I'm hoping that they start selling it on shelves, meaning you could get it at the grocery store or online at stores like Amazon. I did try it. It's delicious. And perhaps just getting it at, at a restaurant is exciting. And a certified plant-based. So this is an example, actually, with Plant-Based World, having brands like Kewpie, which are not exclusively vegan and plant-based, but do offer plant-based products. There was another brand there called Motif, which had various plant-based meats like sausage. They were serving at breakfast there. That was quite good. There was a cool bar called Request Bar. There were a number of different bar products. A cheese company. Let's see if I can pronounce this right. Corellas. I've seen them in stores before. They make Greek style cheeses like feta, quite nice. I think I've seen it at, at Whole Foods and a smaller brand or a newer brand called Stockeld, I guess, cream cheese. They had a variety of different cream cheese flavors made from cultured chickpeas and lentils, which was really interesting. I do not remember this product, so I cannot tell you much about it, but I do have a picture of it. It's called Lipid. They make a vegan braised pork belly from plants and claim to be the world's very first. So maybe that's why I took a picture of it. I think, I don't know if I tried this. I guess I did. I try only to take pictures of things that I tried and I liked. A brand that I saw a number of times called Fun Sesames that makes tahini dips. They were also at the Natural Products Trade Show. One company that was 
lovely. I have tried their products before and was really blown away by the people that worked there is Remedy Organics. They make a variety of different juices, including these mini like shots. And I was very grateful for the digest formula while being at a trade show, eating lots of snacks, but they have great smoothies, various things to try. And the people were just wonderful, like generous and happy and friendly. And I that always stands out to me. A company I've been curious about, and I will admittedly say I'm on the fence about them, is called Papadelics. They make these mushroom chips. And I think I tried all the flavors. I took home some bags of their truffle parm and their rosemary and salt. And I don't know. I think they kind of weirded me out because they're like full-size dried mushrooms. They're not like cut up into chips like it says on the bag. They're like in the shape of a mushroom. And for some reason that like didn't sit well with me. Like I didn't want to eat a whole mushroom in one bite. But their flavors were quite good, especially the rosemary and salt. My mom said they tasted like Thanksgiving. So (laughs) I don't know. I love their packaging, but I feel on the fence about them. There was this company called Muji, M-O-O-J-I, that makes steak from plants and they were cooking them up and, and serving them just like a traditional steak would be served. That was really impressive. Steak's not really my thing in general. You know how some people don't want to eat things that really remind them of the animal products. Like the mouthfeel of this wasn't for me, but I was really impressed with what they were doing. And they had like high level chefs there serving it up, which was quite cool. There was vegan salami from a company called Green Wolf. There was some truffle pate that I don't know if I tried it, but maybe I took a picture of it because it looked really cool. I must have tried that. You know, some things get lost in my memory because there's so many products. Some new plant-based butter spreads and blocks from a company called Naturally. And protein company called Planta has a really good tasting plant-based proteins. I was impressed by this coffee alternative from Brazil. This was an acai-based coffee alternative from a company called, I think, gosh, I, I probably will not pronounce this right. Reza do acai is my best bet, but really beautiful packaging. And I thought that was an interesting concept. There was a number of acai products there. The plant-based world expo did bring in companies from all around the world. This soft spot plant-based cheese, they had a truffle cheese spread that was quite nice. Another very positive, happy company was a frozen mochi ice cream with boba in it. I'm a big boba fan. This was absolutely delightful. I think this company is called Mochi Ice. And they were so nice and enthusiastic. They had all these different flavors. And I think that they might make some of the products that are at Trader Joe's, but I'm not sure. They were talking about doing stuff for other companies. And their Taiwanese-style tea with boba was so good. And they're, I think the other one, oh, with Taro, absolutely delicious. One of my favorite companies with a greatest lasting impression is called Say La Vie. And they make these little vegan snack packs that are kind of like a really high quality, beautiful vegan version of Lunchables. And the person that created this is such a nice guy and just so passionate really one of the standout brands, if not out of all the companies there, stood out to me the most. And I would love nothing more than to see this company grow. They're essentially like a charcuterie board where they have a bread, a cheese, a vegan deli meat, and then a little side snack of trail mix. And like everything's just absolutely delicious. I shared it with my sister and she was blown away by it. Going back to Remedy Organics, they have really good cold brew keto products that had coffee, like a latte. And that was so great. A plant-based cheese from Selfish Cow. I love the brand Edward and Sons. You've probably tried their products if you've been vegan for a while. If you've gone to the grocery store, they make like everything you can imagine. They have, I think they're new. They might not be. Edward and Sons has so many products, it's hard to keep track. But I tried their hot and sour bouillon cubes. So you can make like a hot and sour soup with this. There's a recipe on the back. I don't know if I have a picture of it, but I also got their sweet onion soup bouillon cubes and have made really delicious French onion soup with it. 
And it's just so simple and easy. And, and they have a Worcestershire sauce, if I'm saying that right. They have like everything. And the woman, one of the founders there is just such a wonderful person. I have pictures of her that'll come up in a moment. There was a CMOS sorbet company there. That was really interesting. CMOS has a lot of great health benefits and they mix it into the sorbet. It had a lovely texture. Oh, here are the pictures. So this is the woman from Edward and Son and Joy Pearson, who used to run this phenomenal restaurant that sadly closed down and then changed hands. It's now been reopened with new people. But one of the most delightful experiences I've had in my career, especially when I was running Eco Vegan Gal, was at this restaurant called Candle 79. And I will link to that video that I made there. I haven't even watched it. It was like over 10 years ago, I think, probably 2011 or 12. And that's where I met Joy. And she's really good friends with the woman from Edward and Sons. And I'm blanking on her name as well, which is really sad because she is just an absolute delight. Both of them are amazing women. They really made this show worthwhile for me. We spent a lot of time together. And just, you know, when somebody really touches your heart and makes a great impression on you, it lasts. It's a wonderful thing. So that was great. Another product that I wouldn't say the brand stood out for me. I've known them for a long time called Ocho, O-C-H-O. They make candy. I know some people were curious about if I came across candies at these trade shows. And this is one of them. These are great for Halloween, great for trick-or-treating, great for any time of year. They just announced a new caramel collection made with Miyoko's butter. My mouth is going to start to water. I wish I had more. They're organic, vegan. They are so good. I mean, really, maybe the best sweet product that I can remember having at this specific trade show. I did like the gigantic bars. I took several pictures of them, but they weren't as sweet. And they were kind of more like a protein bar crossed with a candy bar. There was a really cool tofu company there called Jenny's Tofu, which makes all these organic variations of tofu, like all these different types. That was really lovely. They were also quite nice. A almond milk-based cheese from a company called Armored Fresh. I do not remember trying this. Maybe I just like the packaging. I'm not sure. (laughs) And that was the roundup of brands that I can remember. I do have some in a box next to me that I might go through at the end. I'm going to start with going through all my photos. And then I'm going to look down and see what products like. I do happen to have the Papadelics products in my hand. We'll see what I have time for today in this episode. But after the trade show ended, it was a two-day trade show. I just went for one day. There was an after party with the Plant-Based Food Association that was really lovely. And they served some vegan salmon fillets, some charcuterie cups, some cupcakes. Like they did such a cool job. I met some really cool people there and just like hung out for a little bit before I had to leave. There was a great group of all different people in the plant-based businesses And there was one person who might come on the podcast at one point. If they do, I will circle back to that story. And if they don't, I'm not going to tell you it right now because there's no point. But it was just lovely being around people and going to a trade show that was just plant-based. Like as I'm going to get into with the Natural Products Expo, every booth I go to, I have to find out if something's vegan. And then I have to ask if it's gluten-free. And to go someplace that was all vegan, where the only question I was curious about was if it had gluten in it. (laughs) I mean, I like products that are organic as well. That's icing on the cake. I love eco-friendly packaged things. I love avoiding my food sensitivities, which are almonds and soy. I personally have a lot of things that I look out for. But Given that vegan products has been my focus for so long, it was really nice to go somewhere where I did not have to ask about that and to be around other passionate people in the industry and supporting all these small businesses. So like I said, I will put links to all of these companies in the blog post of wellevator.com. Again, that's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. You don't have to spell it out. You can actually just go in your podcast player or if you're watching on YouTube, and click the link there and it will bring you to the blog post that has all of this stuff and some pictures. So if you're not watching this and you want to see photos, there will be some photos within that blog post. I'm going to pause for a moment before I transition over to the Natural Products Expo to check the chat and see if there are any questions. One Beyond Measure member said that charcuterie is having a moment right now. (laughs) 
I'm curious what that means. Certainly on social media, charcuterie boards can rise up, but have you seen other charcuterie products? I have a friend named Allison who runs the podcast Food Heals. And I always associate her with vegan charcuterie boards because she would get products like Miyoko's cheese and all sorts of stuff and put together these beautiful displays. I think there's definitely an art to making a really good cheese board with the right type of things to go with it. And just talking about that is making me drool. So shout out to Stay La Vie who makes it so easy. I don't think they do a gluten-free bread yet but I'm going to request that of them. And also just all the small businesses like that, supporting them. Those are the type of companies that you might not find on Amazon. Going back to what I was saying before, I'm going to link to anyone that isn't on Amazon, you'll find to their website. If they are selling on Amazon, when you go to that blog post that has all these companies in it, those will be affiliate links. And that means that if you purchase something based on my recommendation, I will make a small commission. That's that's how Amazon affiliates work. If you go to my Amazon shop page and watch any of my videos, I make a commission. And that helps me keep doing stuff like that, really. But it's also a cool way to support all sorts of businesses and even small businesses sell on Amazon not all of them. So I will link to any company that I mentioned who is not on Amazon. It'll go direct to their website and buying direct from them is a great way to support them and growing. Let's move in to the Natural Products Expo. Actually, before I get there, as I'm going through my photos, I did want to give a shout out to this awesome restaurant I went to in New York that I'm going to have to think for a moment what it was called. (laughs) It was so good. See, even some of the people I love the most and the places I love the most, I'll blank on their names while I'm recording because there's so much going on in my head. Okay, this restaurant in New York is called Coletta, C-O-L-E-T-T-A. And it was phenomenal. I heard about it from David, whose last name I don't want to butcher, so I'm not going to say it out loud. Benzequian. Okay, something like that. I'm going to write it out. David, I'm so sorry if I completely butchered your name. I am. This is like a huge weakness of mine. Someday I would like to make a concerted effort to get better at pronunciation. But right now, I'm not my strong suit. Anyways, David, someone I've known for many years in the vegan industry, someone who I don't have a picture of, but certainly saw him at Plant-Based World. And he and a group of people had planned to go to Coletta. They invited me there. I couldn't make it. And I went at a different time with my friend. And we were blown away by it. Like truly, one of the better vegan restaurants that comes to mind of memory, right up there with Candle 79, which is no longer around just a high end, but not overly priced restaurant, really high quality pizza. We had this amazing gluten-free vegan pizza. It's all vegan, by the way, like a vegan Italian restaurant. It was just wonderful service, beautiful atmosphere, fantastic flavors, remarkable. So shout out to David. And also I saw my friends that run Dandy's, the vegan marshmallow company. I recommended Coletta to them and they went and also had a great meal there too. So it was like three different groups of people went there and raved about it. So I feel really confident in sharing Coletta as a recommendation. If I was still doing Eco Vegan Gal, there would definitely be some content about Coletta. All right, let's transition over to the other trade show I went to, which also happened to be on the East Coast in September 2023. And this one's bittersweet because it is the last one that they did. I'm actually going to pull up the website just to make sure that I represent them properly. So this was Natural Products Expo East. They have two trade shows a year, the Natural Products Expo. One is called Expo East, one is called Expo West. This is the last year that they decided to do Expo East, at least in the foreseeable future. It's run by this company called New Hope Network. And for a variety of reasons, they are transitioning to something different. So they announced actually at the event that they're starting something brand new that's going to be in 2024. So I intend to go to that. It's going to be called Newtopia. But essentially, this is a very well-known, organic, natural, and healthy products event. It is for the industry. It's not open to the public. It's for people that work in these spaces, exhibitors, press like myself, educators, and 
it's sad that they decided to end it, but I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in 2024 with Newtopia. So I'm going to go through the the last experience of this, which was at the Philadelphia Convention Center. I really enjoy visiting there. It's been running there for the last three years, I think. So there are some previous episodes of the show I think I've done about this. And this one was really special because the very first day of the expo started with something that was also new called the Creator Summit. And this is where the DEI stuff comes into play because this event was all about empowering equity and social change through food and wellness media. And it was really remarkable. I actually spoke at this event and I was really honored to be part of this. I have been wanting to get more involved with DEI initiatives, which again, to reiterate, DEI stands for diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I think it's really important because I have learned over the last few years, enormous amount of things I was ignorant about due to my own privilege and certainly noticed that there are a lot of things that need to be done in the natural products industry and the wellness spaces. And I want to be part of that. So I attended this one day event. It was run by these wonderful women who have a group called the Food and Wellness Equity Collective that I've been part of for, I think, a couple of years now. And they invited a number of people to speak there. And then a variety of content creators actually had to apply and be accepted because they were taking this so seriously. There were wonderful talks. One stand-up speaker there, his name is Eden Westbrook. She actually spoke a number of times. She does a lot of work about food and promoting culture, like helping people understand cultural appropriation and switch that over to cultural appreciation through food, which I thought was really interesting. I'll, I'll link to her work in the blog post. Great speaker doing wonderful content online. When I spoke, I brought up one of my favorite books called Inclusion on Purpose, an intersectional approach to creating a culture of belonging at work. Couldn't recommend this book enough. It has taught me so much about being purposeful about inclusion in any professional setting. This, this book centers a lot around the workplace, but that can have a number of different meanings and just felt like I couldn't have picked an, a better book to reference. I spoke on a panel called Redefining the Narrative, Necessary Conversations on Content Creators' Role in Industry Equity. And they, I think, brought me on because they wanted to have the perspective of, of someone who's not a person of color. I was the only person who wasn't of color on that panel, which I thought was really important. And it felt like a huge responsibility to represent, I guess, white content creators. And yeah, it was challenging and uncomfortable because I it's an uncomfortable thing to discuss. It's uncomfortable to acknowledge privilege. It's uncomfortable to navigate these things. But as one of the biggest takeaways I would say I had from this summit was that being uncomfortable is part of this process. It's a necessary thing. You can't avoid it. Obviously, that's a huge part of my ethos with this podcast. And I felt like that was a message that I want to continue putting out there. Like, I'm not going to shy away from talking about these tough things, essentially, and acknowledging my privilege. But I think finding that balance, when do you step forward and when do you step back? When do you contribute? When do you listen? Like these are things I'm trying to figure out. They also did a presentation on emerging trends in the wellness space. One thing you're going to hear me share a lot about in the context of the Natural Products Expo is things like non-alcoholic beverages. They're reducing waste, supporting digestive health, healthy fats, brain health, immunity, there's a lot of interesting trends that are developing. So they had a special speaker come out to talk about, about that. I was also very impressed with the work that the sponsor of this company is doing called Media Vines. Um, they sponsored the summit. So Media Vine is a media company that helps creators with getting ad revenue. And they had a speaker named Amber there. They recently announced all this work they're doing in for DEI initiatives at that company, which was really wonderful. And then I think I paused and went back to the event. So at one point I left and went to something called the Harvest Festival that they had at the natural products ex industry. And there are a few standout products. I will come back to the Creator Summit. This is just a little segue. 
happened to be in the timeline of my day. But when I went to this Harvest Festival, I tried this new chocolate from Dr. Bronner's. You might know this company, they make soap and toothpaste and all sorts of body care. And they actually make phenomenal vegan organic chocolate. So going back to the trick-or-treat references, I really, really enjoyed, especially their hazelnut chocolates. There was a wonderful cheese line called Band, or is it called Barn Cat? I think it's called Band, yeah, it's called Barn Cat Cave Age Cheese. It's cashew based. And my favorite one that I had was called Bandit. It was really, really lovely. It's, I think, supposed to be like a blue cheese, but they had all these different delicious cheeses with cool packaging. There was a matcha brand that really stood out to me. Generally, I don't get that excited about matcha anymore. I'm much more of a coffee drinker. But wow, this company... So this Machico brand comes in these cans, four different types. I think there was an unsweetened, a lemonade, an oat milk, and an almond milk. Vegan, of course, as well as organic. And the people that run it were also really neat. It's just great, great flavor and quality. Then I went back to the Creator Summit. <laughs> so I had my photos out of order and when I took my break. But another panel that I really enjoyed was called The Art of Self-Care and Sustaining Success, Cultivating Balance and Nurturing the Whole. And there were four women that spoke on this, all women of color, had some really important things to say about self-care and acknowledging the challenges that come along with doing this work, whether or not you are fighting for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Being a content creator is really challenging for mental health. And it's so important to really take good care of yourself. But what does that look like? So these four women, Mary Pryor, really stood out to me. She and I had a, a number of really great conversations. I will link to her work. She's doing so many wonderful things. And Pryor is spelled P-R-Y-O-R. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. So that rounded up or ended that part of the Creator Summit, but it did continue on in some different ways that I'll get into in a bit. I went back to Harvest Festival, I think that night, and tried the Rowdy Mermaid soda which was really interesting. They call it a good mood soda because they add in things like ashwagandha and other ingredients to elevate your mood. I also really enjoy the cherry cola from Olipop. They make this soda that has, I think, prebiotics. And I don't know if they had probiotics, but it's all designed to support digestive health. Their watermelon lime was, was also quite lovely. There was a gluten-free bagel that really stood out to me called Queen Street Bagel. They call them superfood bagels. They're plant-based, they're gluten-free with iron and protein, fiber and omegas in them. Just a lovely formulation. I wish I had some more right now. I used to be really into kombuchas. It doesn't excite me as much as it used to, but this Walker Brothers kombucha was absolutely lovely. It was the blueberry jasmine flavor. There was another company that Sadly, I, I forgot that they existed until I, I'm looking at this photo, but it must have been good and really unique because it's called Seductive Foods. Seductive, I guess, emphasis on the seed because they were made from probably pumpkin seeds, if I'm, my memory serves correctly. This is a truffle and peppercorn cheese alternative. I'm really feeling hungry just looking at these pictures. So jump forward. I went to my friend's house that evening who I stay with in Philadelphia. And the next day I returned to the Creator Summit group because they had this wonderful meetup at a coffee shop, which I want to pull up the name of this coffee shop because it was so good. I've become a little bit of a coffee snob. I use that phrase lightly, although kind of seriously, because I am very particular about coffee. I'm trying to find the name of this coffee shop and it's not coming up on my map. I will try to remember it because it was really, really good. And the barista there was awesome. Oh, I think it was called the Green Line Coffee Shop. They have a few different locations. They let me use my reusable mug, which I carry around with me. A Stojo, if you're wondering, it is a silicone mug that like shrinks down in size. It's great to travel with and it's worked really well for me for years. Then I went back to the first official day of the Natural Products Expo and there's probably a lot of products. So I'm going to just name them off really quickly and not get into 
too much detail unless I'm really enthusiastic about them. There were a variety of different plant-based milks, including a pecan milk from Treehouse Naturals. They sold them in cans. A company called Dream Pots, which makes really lovely vegan ice cream, now has these kind of like a space ice cream, if you remember them. They're like dehydrated ice cream. I think that's what this is. They're not frozen. They're these crunchy candy bites. And in the center, they have what else? almost like a honeycomb texture to them. If you ever had a honeycomb candy before, they were really good, starting to make me drool. I went to another DEI talk that was very impressive. So I, I was grateful that this event had so many different educational elements to it. And they had a panel there. One person really stood out to me named Jake Delion. He runs a company, a Filipino company called Phila Manila. And I will get to their products later because they blew me away. But he was just a really impressive speaker. And they actually had some questions I want to share with you real quick for the audience to consider at this event. They asked, are your DEI commitments as strong as when you first made them? I'll leave you to ponder some of these things. Like if you're not committed to DEI, what? And these questions were mostly for brands, but I think they're helpful for everyone to think about. Like back in 2020, I, I got very committed to DEI after George Floyd was murdered. And I think that it's easy for a lot of people to get committed to something when a tragedy happens. At the time of this recording, there's some really awful things happening in Israel and Palestine. And I mean, that's a whole nother discussion. There's obviously everything happening in the Ukraine. Like there's awful things that happen in the world that can lead to us feeling very committed temporarily. And so I thought this question about DEI, which may or may not pertain to some of the wars and bigger issues happening throughout the world, are, I don't mean to say bigger issues. I mean to say, hmm, I don't even know how to put that. Or there are awful things happening, sadly, very frequently in the world. And so I guess the question can also be, are your commitments to social justice, to maybe world peace might, might not be the best use of the in this case, but... Are your commitments to helping others? Are your commitments to equity? Are your commitments to understanding people who are different than you? Are your commitments to helping others even when it's not your biggest priority? Are your commitments to understanding privilege? Like all of these questions, are those as strong as when you first made them? I think it's a beautiful question. The second one is what fuels your passion for creating a more diverse, equitable, and inclusive industry? Like really thinking about that. These are things you can have in conversations with people. These are questions you can ask yourself regularly. You can journal about. What are your barriers to progress? And what does DEI mean to you? I mean, when I really think about it, what does diversity, equity, and inclusion mean? I mean, the equity really stands out to me. And that's why I bring up some of the horrible things that are happening in the world. As of the time of this recording, it doesn't feel like there's a lot of equity feels like power is at play, taking advantage of others, treating people differently because they're different. Is that inclusion? No, not in my opinion. Bigger issues that I'm not prepared to speak about right now, but also feel important to not shy away from. They're uncomfortable. But as I said earlier, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be talking about them. So wanted to make sure that that was part of this episode. A lot. I mean, I also have some details about the opportunities in the world. There isn't just a personal side of diversity, equity, inclusion, but there's also a huge business advantage. One statistic that stood out to me is that every other person in the United States will be a person of color by 2060. And this is going to change every aspect of our social landscape, our neighborhoods, our schools, our taste preference, our culture. So this isn't something that we can ignore much longer. I think a lot of people have had the privilege of ignoring things like this, but what happens when the culture in our neighborhoods shifts? Like you can't ignore that. What if the people that are currently in power are no longer the majority? The demographic shift is happening now. All population growth is coming from multicultural groups. So we're not just missing out on opportunities on the personal level. But there's actually a lot of business impact as well, which is why this was brought up. This is why they were featuring BIPOC founders and really addressing the status quo of how the industry operates. In fact, at the trade show, they had a whole section 
called Included Access that was designed to elevate BIPOC brands in the natural and organic industry, which I thought was really lovely. One of them was this wonderful non-alcoholic botanical spirit called Malati run by an Asian woman. And their packaging is absolutely beautiful. The product is wonderful. It's called, they have a few different products. Uh, the one that I really enjoyed is called Fresh. And I don't believe that's on Amazon. I think I already looked for it there, but you can certainly find them through the link in the description. There were a number of non-alcoholic products there, which I will get into a little bit later. One of my favorite products from the Natural Products Expo was Divya's Kitchery. Kitchery is one of my favorite foods. It's an Ayurvedic food that is very wholesome with different spices in it. It's designed to balance you in a variety of ways. It's very gentle in the stomach, even though it does have some legumes in it, depends on your digestion. But to me, it's one of the most healing foods. When I say healing, meaning like it just feels wholesome and there does something to me on, on a number of levels. And this is the only packaged kitchery I've had that came close to a really good homemade kitchery. And I went back over and over again to this booth. They are on Amazon, so you can buy them. This one specifically made with quinoa, and they had a variety of different versions of it. Skipping forward a little bit, but just because it's showing up on the screen right now, as part of the DEI initiatives at this event, had an evening concert with Wyclef Jean. That was so great. I'll get to some photos I had of that. If you're not familiar with this musician, he is Grammy Award winning musician. He's a solo artist. He's also been part of the group, the Fugees. He was born in Haiti and is a rapper, singer, producer, composer. He blew me away. It was unbelievable. I had the greatest time at that concert and it was part of the event. And so I thought it was a wonderful way to really highlight the DI efforts. Uh, I think they also had the partnership with Included, which I mentioned before, and something called Project Potluck, which off the top of my head, I don't know what that is, but I wanted to mention that because I imagine it was something important and to bring up. All right. So I mentioned non-alcoholic drinks. There was a whole non-alcoholic section of this event. I actually got into mocktails because of TikTok. I think that must have been in 2021. I don't know. I stumbled into it. I started posting some videos about mocktails and that actually had a DEI connection for me because I started to learn about all different cultures, specifically cultures that do not drink alcohol. Like, gosh, why am I blanking on this? It's part of halal. And I didn't know that much about what it meant to eat halal. The alcohol side of it is connected. I still feel ignorant on it, so I'm not going to speak too far on it. But I, a lot of people coming to me being very grateful that I was talking about alcohol alternatives because that is against their culture and their religion. And I felt like that was a really important thing for me to learn about because I had a lot of ignorance and still do. But one of my favorite brands that I found at the Natural Products Expo is called Parch. And I loved it because it tasted so much like my favorite cocktail. My, I'm not an alcohol-free drinker. I do drink alcohol from time to time. I really love Mezcal, which is a smoky kind of version of tequila. It's something that I will have from time to time at restaurants or if I go to a bar or something. And this agave cocktail from Parch tasted like a mezcal cocktail. It was a spiced, what do they call it? A piñita. Absolutely lovely. Came in a can, cool packaging, really impressive. There were a number of different spirits like Colino, a sparkling rosé alternative, de-alkalized, de-alkalo... I don't even know how to pronounce that. I think I might have done this a video on this on TikTok back in the day from a brand called Thompson & Scott. It's called Naughty and very lovely, great packaging, wonderful. Another brand I was very impressed with is called Tilden. They had a... I think this one also reminded me of a Mezcal and they had really cool packaging. This beautiful packaging, speaking of which, abstinence, premium distilled non-alcoholic spirits, beautiful to look at. I think when it comes to this category, the packaging goes a long way. Somebody feeling very proud to serve it, have it in their home, feel included, right? Like going back to the inclusion side of it, I think alcohol is a huge place where a lot of people do not feel included. 
And all these brands that are developing something that looks similar and tastes similar is really important work. There are even non-alcoholic beers. It's a huge trend right now. There's this brand called Groovy, G-R-U-V-I, that makes like IPAs and they're designed to look and taste a lot like the beers that you would traditionally find. So the Adult Non-Alcoholic Beverage Association participated in making all this happen. Another brand that's in this picture I'm looking at now is Soiree. That was quite lovely. I mean, there was just so many. It's hard to keep track of, but I would say if I had to pick two, I would say Parch and that, I think it's pronounced Malati. Those two really stood out to me in this category. Again, I'm going to go through this quickly because this episode's been kind of long, but so it goes. There was some really lovely vegan gummy candies from a brand called Better Sour. They were low in sugar. There was a really cool product called Snoods that came from this lovely chef who was on a Netflix TV show called Snack versus Chef that I watched. And she made these really cool like snacking noodles. And I think only one of them was vegan. It was really tasty. Also happened to be gluten-free. Milkadamia, one of my favorite milk brands, uh, plant-based milk brands, they came out with some artisanal macadamia and coconut milk and macadamia and oat milk options. A brand I have not tried firsthand, but I'm really curious about. They they had a display there. It's called Cares or Revol Cares, R-E-V-O-L and then Cares. They make a product for people that menstruate. And I've used these underwear from a different brand for many years. And basically it's an alternative to things like tampons and pads and all that for menstruation. And these were really well designed. They had this little comparison that talked about how they are gender inclusive, that they are made from really comfortable fabrics and they don't have any class action lawsuits. They are really just doing all of these very focused, I don't even know what terminology to use here. They're making a concerted effort to be different from some of the other brands out there. So I would love to try them one day. Let's see. I went back from the trade show and hung out with my friend's dog, <laughs> went out for a nice meal that evening, saw some live music, and then returned to the trade show the next day. I would say one of my standout products from the whole trade show came from Elmhurst. I think I have a picture of it a little later, but they have a new coconut cashew milk that is incredible. I've always liked Elmhurst, but some of their products are hit or miss. This one was a huge hit for me. Also Spindrift. I love Spindrift. They make some of my favorite sparkling beverages. They were there. Also, speaking of favorites, somebody who's been on my show who I absolutely adore is this man, Kaysen from Explorer Cold Brew. He had a booth there and I just fell deeper in love with their products. And Kaysen, I think, is just such a phenomenal person. If you haven't listened to his episode of the podcast, I will link to that for you because it's just off the charts. And uh, he makes some really special cold brew. Took a lot of pictures of him. Went back to that Divya's company because I love their kitchery so much. Went back to Snoods another time because I just think they're really cool. Let's see. A, a company that didn't have the best customer service, but they had great hummus was called Baba's, B-A-B-A. A really lovely taste and texture. Oh, here's the Elmhurst milked coconuts and cashews. Unsweetened, only four ingredients. I think it comes out later in 2023. I'll be buying this anytime I see it. It's so good. They also had some seasonal products like a vanilla lavender. Really impressive stuff. Company that made some delicious plant-based meats that's worth mentioning is called Pow. I think it's how you pronounce it. P-A-O-W. Yi-Shi is a brand that makes lovely, I don't even know what category to put them in. The picture I'm showing right now is their pancake and waffle mix, but they're known for their oatmeals. And I've always really enjoyed their flavors. They just recently removed the almonds from their products, which makes it a heck of a lot easier for someone like me with almond sensitivity to enjoy. But they're gluten-free, vegan, really delicious flavors like matcha coconut, taro and ube. They're Asian-inspired foods. Or I don't even know if inspired is the right word. The founder is Asian. And I just think their packaging is awesome. Let's see... 
I'm going to skip over some of the brands that I don't absolutely love. But right now I'm going through pictures from the Wyclef Jean concert, which was just like, couldn't say enough. I mean, he's an incredible performer. He blew everyone. Everyone there seemed to be having the best time. The next day, so the third day I went, was it the third? No, it must have been the fourth at this point. And I think this was the final day. I was on the fence about going in for four days in a row, but ended up really being grateful that I did because the day started off with a live talk from Jay Shetty, who's very well-known author, podcaster, speaker. I've seen him speak before and he, he often has really wonderful, passionate, insightful things to say. So I was very grateful to see him talk again. You could tell he really resonated with the people that were at this show. Then I went on a tour with a group of people and some wonderful employees from New Hope Network, which puts on the show, led us around, introduced us to all these different brands. One that was really cool is this cleaning product. And I'm trying to find the name. I think it's called Cleanery. And they make refillable bottles, or you can use any bottle, I think, but they make like powders that you combine with water and it generates really high quality cleaning products. They gave me some samples. I've yet to try them at home yet, but when I do, I will report back if they work really well. There was a small brand called Lumi Skincare that was really nice. I enjoyed their items. There was a really impressive Help Burger I have tried some kelp burgers in the past and did not like them, but Atlantic Sea Farms makes a fantastic sea veggie burger that I would definitely try again. Speaking of Jay Shetty, he himself has a product called Juni that is a sparkling tea with adaptogens, but Juni was very impressive. I think it's sugar-free or very low sugar. They, They definitely use some stevia in it, at least for now. They've been working on their formulations really sweet packaging. And Jay explained that the reason it's called Juni is that the company was named after the phrase just you and I. So J-U-N-I, really lovely tea, great flavors, beautiful design, just an all around wonderful experience. And I got to go to the booth and, and chat with him along with some of the other people there. And after that, the show started to wind down. I saw a few more products that I want to mention, like Harmless Harvest has a coconut water with pulp. I've I've loved their coconut water for a long time. In fact, I have an interview with the founder of Harmless Harvest when they launched like 11, 12 years ago back on the Eco Vegan Gal channel. So it's really interesting to me to see all these brands evolve over time, the brands that continue on. And I think that's the last photo I took at the expo was of Harmless Harvest. So I'm going to wrap up there. Although I take that back. I'm going to look through my box of products that I saved to show. So (laughs) stop my little screen share. I do have the Explorer Cold Brew, the Maverick Extra caffeinated version is what I took home. And It's so good. I was actually very, very sad when I finished the bottle. I just can't say enough about Explorer Cold Brew. So I have this box of empty things that I wanted to show. I talked about Dr. Bronner's. I talked about Papadelic's. This is where it really starts to feel like a trick-or-treat. And there are some products I'm noticing in here that I didn't take pictures of. So I'm glad that I remember to look at this. One that really blew me away is Outstanding Foods. I also have a long history with this company. I I worked with them at the beginning when they were first launching. They have a new kind of like combos, if you know that brand. They're like these snacks that you could get at a gas station. I'm sure most grocery stores have them, but I associate them with gas station for some reason. That's the closest I could say to their new stuffins. They're like these vegan gluten-free where would I use? Like they're like pockets, but they're not like hot pockets, but they're like combos. That's really the only thing I can think of that's equivalent. They're crackers, I guess, stuffed with a filling. And so far I've had the cheddar. That's how it's spelled cheddar. It's so tasty. I have a bag of the pizza flavored that I've been saving to try with my sister. I also saw at the expo, I've talked about them before. Everybody eat their cheeseless thins are 
so incredibly good. One of my favorite snacks from the past year or so. A brand that was not at the expo exhibiting, but one of the co-founders was there and gave me some product, Loopy, which is a really cool keto-friendly, low-carbohydrate, vegan, lupini bean pasta. And a brand that is on Amazon that I am planning to make some videos on. So if you do check out my Amazon videos, that will be there. A brand that really surprised me because their packaging is like not the most modern. I don't know. I wasn't blown away by their packaging, but I really, really liked them is, is it Hazelicious? It's a hazelnut milk. Really tasty. Not quite as great as the Elmhurst. I really think if my memory serves me, the Elmhurst milk was the best I tried there. But the Hazelicious was a runner up. I talked about Soiree, their non-alcoholic drink. I didn't really have a picture of it. So I'm just going to share. They had like mocktails. And then there's also similar packaging, but different brand. Sovi, which makes a sparkling wine that's quite lovely. A vegan meat called Shrew Meats, also on Amazon. They make a variety of different plant-based meats made from mushrooms. I tried all of them. They had like a shredded meat. They had meatball. They have burgers. They're very lovely, really light. Oh, this company, it's, it's so interesting what I take pictures of and what I don't. So I'm sure there's a number of brands I tried and did not mention today because I didn't take a picture of them. But this one, I have the package, 12 Tides. These are kelp snacks, vegan, gluten-free, made with avocado oil. And they're puffed snacks, great texture, the truffle and pepper flavor unbelievable. Oh, I saved some. I forgot I did this. I am so excited about this. I saved some to show and I, oh, they're stale. Oh, well, they're still good even when they're stale. Not as good. Was that a good crunch? I really hope that it was a good crunch because they are quite stale. But mm, the flavor, so good. What else? I didn't mention them for some reason. Say so is a company I, I met at both of the expos. They were both trade shows and they make these ready-to-make cocktail sachets that you can either add alcohol to or have as a mocktail. And they are essentially tea bags with cocktail flavors in them. So they have a margarita, a cardamom, an old-fashioned, and they do have a honey, but I don't remember if the honey... Yeah, it does actually have honey. So if you don't need honey... Don't buy that one. But the Honey Rosemary Moscow Mule. So these four flavors and you just combine them with water and ice and then the option of putting in a non-alcoholic or an alcoholic spirit. They make lovely cocktails run by two women. Oh, I think I meant to talk about Phila Manila. I think it's just because I don't have the products in front of me right now. But Phila Manila I mentioned earlier that makes Filipino products unbelievably good. I had two of their sauces, I think adobo, and I had one that was like a peanut sauce. It was so delicious. And they make a banana ketchup. It's a ketchup made from bananas, which did not sound good to me at all. But when I tried it, I was blown away. I've been using it a ton on burgers, along with that fabulous mayo. Those two are in my fridge. I've been putting them on, on things like the shroom meats, like any opportunity I have to use those two products are so good. So Philomanilla, shout out to them. And what reminded me of them is another company that made some sauces that I don't have in front of me, but they're Indonesian. And Homaya, I think is how you pronounce it. They also have this delicious chili crunch with seaweed that is really, really good. I have a jar of it also in my fridge, and I'm also always looking for an excuse to put things on it. So Homaya, H-O-M-I-A-H. I think I'm going to wrap up there. Like I said, I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I can always circle back to this. It's been so fun to talk about this, share with you my trick-or-treating like experience at these expos and not, again, bringing conscious awareness to the important things. There's a lot of packaging, right? A lot of these companies, you're going to end up throwing in the trash. That's why I love brands like Explorer Cold Brew. It comes in glass, easy to recycle. I can reuse this if I want to. I'm very grateful for those brands, but I'm also grateful for the brands that are making plant-based food accessible, that are making it delicious, that are adding new innovative things, 
that are keeping people curious and drawing new people into this way of eating that are food in general. Okay, one more brand snuck in, another coffee brand. Well, they're not fully a coffee brand, but they do make coffee now. Good Sam, really sweet company, amazing things that they do. It says in the back, they believe in making things that are good for you, good for farmers, good for the planet. I mean, that's actually a great note to end on. The companies out there that are really trying to do good things for the world, that's what I get excited about. And not every company is going to hit all those marks, right? Some products are just going to be good for you, but maybe not good for the planet because of their packaging or because of their sourcing. Does that mean it's bad to buy them? I don't think so anymore. I used to take a really strong stance. And I think my growing awareness about DEI, it's actually helped shape my viewpoint on a lot of this stuff because there are brands with incredible founders and stories and missions, and they're trying to bring awareness to specific type of foods. And they might not be able because of finances or resources to be able to make a quote, perfect product that's good for everybody and everything. And so my aim is to find things that bring me personal joy, that help other people, that have some sort of mission-driven side to it, while also acknowledging that there's different things out there for different people. And that's part of diversity. That's part of the equity and inclusion. It's room for all and all these different things. And I think it's an important discussion to have because it's very easy to get caught up in the consumerism, caught up in the packaging side. I mean, there are downsides here, absolutely. But there are so many upsides. And hopefully today's episode has broadened your mind in a variety of ways. And just seeing how these two trade shows have opened my eyes to so many new things, taught me new things, introduced me to new people. And I hope to have passed it along to you. As I mentioned, all of the products will be listed in a blog post for you at wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com. You can click on the link right there in your podcast player underneath the YouTube video. When the YouTube video does come out, it could be very far into the future. It will be embedded onto the website too. So the website really is the hub for it all. And on that website, when you get to this episode link, there's a transcript blog. There's a blog based on this transcript. There are a list of resources. They'll be quite long for this one. There'll be pictures in there. Like I really have a wonderful team of people actually based in the Philippines, by the way, shout out to them, Phil and Manila, learning more about the Philippines because the wonderful people that help me with the show that work out there, so grateful for their amazing work. They are part of a company called Potitize that I've been working with for many years on multiple levels. And they have introduced me to so many wonderful Filipino people. So because of their hard work, the dedication, the knowledge and skills that they have, they make wellevators.com's podcast episode, the all of it actually. I mean, I record and I send it off to them and they make it accessible to you. So it's interesting, right? The behind the scenes, all the people involved in making something accessible, making something possible. I think it, it's important for me more and more to to reveal that. And that is part of my DEI commitment, going back to those questions of really understanding things and knowing that I'm not always going to get it right. I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to be sitting in the discomfort a lot, but it is a commitment to me. So... Thank you. Speaking of commitment, if you made it to the end of the episode, you are committed to. I appreciate you. If you want to come join us over in Beyond Measure, where DEI is a huge part of the work that we do together, I would love to have you there. I'd love to introduce you to a diverse group of people who are committed to helping each other, to being inclusive, to learning together, to getting uncomfortable, to having fun, to sitting in joy and delight and connection. That's what we do over at Beyond Measure. So the link to that will be in the podcast player as well as over at wellevator.com. Thank you again. Wishing you lots of joy and delight moving forward beyond this episode. And I will be back with a special guest coming up soon in the next episode. So stay tuned, subscribe if you'd like to get notified and I'll see you then. Bye for now. Thanks for listening and getting out of your comfort zone with us today. For show notes and more high-performance resources to help you thrive, go to wellevator.com. That's W-E-L-L-E-V-A-T-R.com.